You're on EducateForLife.com radio with Kevin Conover. And if you listen long enough, your faith will become... I'm tired of being conned. Don't worry, the con is over, see? We're now at DEFCON 1. Did you say carnivore or carnivore? Would you like to have a conversation with Kevin? Then call 800-243-9719. And now, here's your host, Kevin Conover. Bring your time and bring your shame. Welcome to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. My website is educateforlife.org. And today we're talking about a very hot topic. Uh, we're talking about sex education in San Diego City Schools. Now, this is actually affecting more than just our school here in San Diego. I'm sure uh, it's very likely in your own town you're facing issues about sex education curriculum. I know this is an issue all throughout California. And I have two uh, guests on my show today to discuss this issue. Uh, Dean Broyles is the president of the National Center for Law and Policy. He earned a Juris Doctorate degree from Regent University School of Law in Virginia Beach, Virginia. After college, while serving as a church youth director, Dean was called to law school specifically to be trained to fight for religious liberties. He was mentored in law school in constitutional litigation by Jay Seculo. That's a very popular name if you keep up. Uh, he's on the radio also. He's a part of the uh, founder of the American Center for Law and Justice. Following law school graduation while starting a civil litigation practice, Dean was invited to become an affiliate attorney of the Alliance Defending Freedom. And if you listen to the show at all, you know um, I have had Michael Ferris on, who is the president of the Alliance Defending Freedom, along with uh, a few other ADF attorneys uh, over over time. We, we interviewed um, a fellow uh, who was litigating for Kelvin Cochran a while back too. So uh, it's important to keep up on all these issues because it affects our ability to be Christian here in America and to be able to live out our Christianity. There's a lot of a huge cultural war going on. Also uh, today in studio here with me is Ashley Beaver. Um, she has two girls, 10 and 12 years old, and she is a concerned parent. Her kids are going to these schools, and so she's gotten involved in this because of the fact that um, it's going to influence her own children. And uh, just a little bit of background that I thought I'd share uh, is that Ashley is married to a good friend of mine, Rob Beaver, who actually, when I was in high school, um, was one of my uh, youth directors uh, in high school and uh, a fantastic guy. Rob, if you're listening, uh, <laughs> you owe me for saying all these nice things about you, even though you cut me off on a regular basis while we were surfing. So anyway, <laughs> Rob will get a kick out of that. But um Thanks for being on the show today, Dean. It's great to be here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, and Ashley, thank you so much. Mm, thank you. Yeah, this is a big issue. So um, I was just reading in the uh, online version of the Union Tribune. It actually is talking about how the, the there's all these complaints about uh, this new sex education curriculum. It says on here that uh, almost 300 San Diego Unified Classroom teachers have been trained in the curriculum and it's being implemented in grades six, eight, and in high school. Um, can you share with us a little bit, Ashley, how you got uh, got knowledge of this, and then why you decided to begin getting involved? And then, and then we'll, you know, pick up Dean with you too. Yeah, sure. So, um, as a teacher, as well, I had lots of parents tell me that the sixth grade curriculum was quite a bit for their own kid. Mm. 
And um, some of the content, they felt sort of like mentally molested them. And and so I was really you curious. Mean just very graphic. Just very graphic. Yeah. And ideas that they didn't even have in their, you know, in their minds yet. Yeah. So um, I was alerted to it while my girls were still in elementary school. And I just kind of kept tabs on what was going on. And as soon as my older daughter went to middle school, sixth grade, um, I tried to get access to the curriculum in the fall. And it was really challenging. Now, was this the fall of this past year? Correct. Okay. Um, and I had learned at that time as well that the curriculum was brand new. It was a, a brand new curriculum that was coming out. Mm. And um, so I contacted the district directly, the person who's in charge, and um, she didn't want to meet with me. She didn't want me to come down to the district and even look at the curriculum. She encouraged me to basically wait until the spring uh, a couple of weeks before it was going to so be she didn't taught. want you to have a chance to review it or anything? Initially, no, she mm. did not. Yeah. So um, after pressing her further, um, she was willing to send the curriculum in paper form to my daughter's school. Yeah. And I made arrangements to look at it there. At that time, it didn't come with any of the supplemental, the the extra books, uh, the contraceptive kit. And um, and so I took a look at it in the classroom, and it was a lot of content. Mm. And so I asked if I could make some copies of it. I was trying to figure out who was providing the curriculum. And at that time, it was like, no, you can't make copies of it. You're just going to have to wait until the spring when your daughter does the curriculum, and she'll bring some homework home, and you can take a look at it then, yeah. basically. And so um, pressing the issue further, learning that Advocates for Youth, a D.C. organization uh, that has very clear um, policy kind of uh, direction, not a curriculum they, provider. They're government-sponsored. Uh, um, I, I was reading up on that. It, it actually sounded like the CDC. Partially, yeah, potentially, okay. but their funding is not uh, – it's not a government agency. Oh, it isn't? Okay. Oh, no. it's okay. Uh, They present themselves mm. a little bit like that, and they kind of uh, give parents such a large quantity of information, and you know they sound very formal, but they're not – you know, responsible or accountable to voters or the oh, government. Yeah. So in um, doing my research on Advocates for Youth, I noticed that they had curriculum posted there. Um, but because of a law in California, a new law, the California Healthy Youth Act, they didn't have the California's piece on it. And so I, I said, well, why don't they just post that there? Then I can read all the whole curriculum. Shortly after that, um, I don't know if it was sometime in the winter, I got notification from the district that the entire curriculum was posted on the district's webpage. So 6th, 8th, and uh, 10th grade generally is when the other piece is taught. And um, with my daughter being in the 6th grade, I looked, used her laptop to see if I could see the curriculum. And sure enough, on her district-provided laptop, I had full access to the 6th grade curriculum, the 8th grade curriculum, and the 10th grade curriculum. And um, I was really surprised that that access was given to our kids. Um, Now, when you say you were surprised that that access was given to the kids, you mean because when you had tried to go after it, they wouldn't give it to you, but they were immediately making it available online for the kids. Correct. Without the parents parents having an opportunity to right. review it and say this is appropriate or it's not. Correct. And notification was sent that the curriculum was available online um, through email and through documentation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so kids could easily look at that paper and say, oh, 
look, I can look at this whole thing if I want to. And that did not give parents notice, adequate notice, really, to preview the curriculum. Now, I'm sure that, um, you know, part of the question is, is, okay, and we'll get into this, is why is this, why why are people so alarmed about this curriculum? And you said it's very graphic and so forth. Um, you know, where where are people coming from who are putting out a curriculum like this um, who think it's appropriate and think it's necessary? I, I mean, what's their perspective? Why would they do that? Well, Advocates for Youth and a lot of organizations that are similar to Advocates for Youth believe in a concept that kids have sexual rights and that they should advocate for themselves those sexual rights. Mm. So there really isn't any content um, in regards to sexuality that is not age-appropriate. Oh, wow. Um, So when I came to a lot of the graphic content, I mean, the reply would get, well, we're trying to get enough sexual health information out to kids so that they have a good attitude about sex and they think it's perfectly normal and healthy. Well, we all think sex is perfectly normal and healthy. Yeah. Um, We're just looking for age-appropriate and medically appropriate content. Um, Kind of the laissez-faire approach to some of the terminology is not something my doctor would ever say Mm. to my daughter. Mm. Um, And so it's not giving sexuality and sex kind of the respect and the brevity that comes with it yeah, um, and making it very casual and sort of jokey and, and, yeah. and kind of in that. And this is some, this is kind of a division between, um, you know, in, in a lot of ways, when we're looking at a, our worldviews, how we approach reality, how we approach life, the dignity of uh, sex within marriage versus what we're seeing in a lot of our culture, which is, Hey, sex, anytime, any place with anyone. Uh, and this is an idea philosophically. I, I mean, uh, that's, We've got ninety percent of kids going to public schools, and this is beginning to change the way they they view. Uh, we've already had this impact, but it's going to have even more of an impact. And it's taking parents out of the position of being um, the arbiters of what what children get to view and hear and how they're educated. Um, it, that's that's why you're so passionate about this. Yeah, and it seemed like there was a huge shift from sex being something about family and building relationships to pleasure, mm. and so to focus on pleasure in the sixth grade seemed highly inappropriate. Oh, absolutely. My guests today are Dean Broyles, who is an attorney who is representing uh, concerned parents here in San Diego regarding the sex curriculum, uh, sex ed curriculum, and then Ashley Beaver, who is a teacher and also a concerned parent. Stay with us. We're going to continue to discuss this issue and um, help you be informed and let you know what you can do to make a difference. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teaching. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. 
What do leading local restaurants have in common? They depend on Express Fix Coffee for new and used coffee and espresso machines, repairs, and affordable monthly service. Dave Martin and his local team provide water filtration services too. Call San Diego's best espresso repair company, serving your home and business. Learn more online at expressfixcoffee.com. Call Express Fix Coffee at 619-867-3853. 619-867-3853. How can you live in San Diego and miss out on enjoying the water? Fast Lane Kayaking sells popular Hobie Cat kayaks that you pedal, not paddle. That means your hands are left free for fishing and fun. Just throw these on your roof rack. They're light and they're easy to use and maintain. Just rinse them off. Try one free on a demo ride. For 36 years, Ron and Debbie Lane have served San Diego with fun, family-friendly water sports of all kinds. Learn more. FastLaneSailing.com. 619-222-0766. When you need tires or service, count on Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service in Oceanside for a full range of affordable options in all the brands you trust. See their great customer reviews and special offers online. Hours Tuesday through Friday, 7.30 to 5.30, and Saturdays, 7.30 to 5. Call Dan and his team at 760-439-1631. Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service, 2405 Oceanside Boulevard in Oceanside, 760-439-1631. I will count. Thanks for listening today. This is Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. My website is educateforlife.org. You can pick up recordings of the show there. You can check us out on YouTube or the podcast. And uh, we've also got previous shows. I recently interviewed um, a gentleman by the name of Jake Heber, Dr. Jake Heber, who is a physicist, a climate specialist on what's happening with uh, the climate change arguments and uh, global warming with uh President Trump pulling out of the uh, Paris Pact and also recently interviewed uh, uh, immigration attorney Esther Valdez on um, how do we approach biblically the issue of immigration, a very sensitive issue. Today, what we're talking about is sex education in the public schools, specifically San Diego City Schools. If you're interested in finding out more, you can go to change.org and uh, type in SDUSD. That will get you all the information you need in order to sign a petition. If you're a concerned parent out there, uh, please do that. Uh, my guests today are Ashley Beaver and Dean Broyles. And uh, we just talked with uh, Ashley about wh- how she got involved in this, why she's so concerned, and, and a little bit of the content of the curriculum and, and uh, so forth. And Dean, um, when did you get involved in, in what's happening here? And what, uh, how are you um, litigating or defending uh, parents in this situation? Yeah, so as an organization, we do a wide variety of, of types of uh, projects and cases. Um, typically, we do litigation, you know, defending uh, religious freedom and, and, and advocating for parental rights. Um, you were involved in the uh, the case up in North County with uh, yoga. Uh, is that right? That's right. Yeah. We, we challenged the yoga program in Encinitas. Um, absolutely. So we do a, a wide variety of cases. Um, I, we recently went against San Diego Unified um, in the last couple of years um, regarding uh, their attack on Christian Bible clubs. Mm. Um, and that was a, a pitched battle where we had to threaten litigation twice, and they ended up backing down both times. But we, we kind of have a history with the district, so we're very familiar with the leadership there and their, their council. But um, I was um, contacted by several different concerned parents over a, f- a few-month period, and um, once we looked at the curriculum and talked to the parents and, and saw what was involved, 
we decided to take it on uh, primarily as a public policy project where we come in and help um, advocate for public policy changes, um, similar to what our work on Prop 8 and other projects okay. uh, um, for, for traditional marriage. So um, we, um, we got involved, and um, I wanted to kind of address a question you asked earlier, if that's okay, and yeah. that's, that's really the issue of kind of what's driving this and what's behind this. Mm. And um, there, there's a broad push in America um, in the last five to ten years, and it seems to be driven in, in some part by George Soros and his funding mm. to have K- He's a billionaire, uh, uh, kind of a, a very, very left-leaning uh, billionaire. Very activist, spends a lot of money pushing a very hyper-liberal agenda. Mm. And, and, and his goal, his stated goal of his organizations is to have – early sex ed, starting in kindergarten even. And so the same Advocates for Youth program that's in the San Diego Unified School District, they're instituting it in Oceanside, but they want to start in kindergarten. Oh, my goodness. So God, it's, That's bizarre. Yeah, why, it's the— it's, Why would somebody want to do that? Well, um, from, from, from what I'm reading and researching and understanding, and, and there's a lot I, I need to learn still, the agenda seems to be— um, that, that, that sex is normative for everyone at, at any age. And so we see in Europe, for example, the age of consent and statutory rape ages are being reduced so that older adults can have sex with younger people. Wow. So part of what's driving this is the same-sex marriage ruling from Obergefell versus Hodges and the transgender push and the bullying push kind of that's behind that. Well, essentially, if you get rid of um, <clears throat> morals when it comes to sexu- uh, sexual or marriage— then yes. it's essentially you get to a point where you become absolutely moral. Absolutely, you become moral relativists, and essentially anything sexually goes. It's just up to the parties involved. That's right. We're back to if it feels good, uh, do it. But yeah. it's at any age now, and so they want to break down all eth- sexual ethics, all biblical ethics, all moral boundaries, and they want to retrain our kids to see themselves primarily as sex object, and and. And, and pleasure zones for themselves and for other students. And so you know what's it's, a really about, dis, it's a really perverse worldview that's driving this. Yeah. You know, what's interesting about what you're saying there is that, um, and, and I know as an attorney who, who takes on this sort of stuff, you're well aware of this, but in Obergefell, essentially they made marriage no longer about children, but about sex or about just the adults, not about raising children, right? Marriage, civil marriage at least. And so what's happening now is um, we're going down to our our uh, most base level almost. It's it's purely operating off of uh, what the Bible would call fleshly desires, right? Yeah, it's where we're training our culture. I mean, we, we have a pornographied culture in America, and it's yeah. not only influencing the culture, but it's coming into the church on a wide-scale basis. And what... The worldview is there is that everybody should be have able to have sex with whomever they want, however they want, whenever they want. And Obergefell, what Obergefell did is it said that uh, mommies and daddies don't matter anymore. Mm. That 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 androgyny is really what we are now. We're we're just sexual androgynous beings, and and there, no, there's no boundaries, no, there's no morals, there's no no ethics anymore that apply, and so. Their real goal of, of people like George Soros is to really to destroy the D- Judeo-Christian worldview and everything that comes out of it, including marriage and family and sexual ethics. Yeah, and this is, uh, I mean, fundamentally, biblically, uh, 
what we're looking at is the spiritual war, is the the war between um, the spirit and the flesh, the war between God and Satan, and ultimately, uh, you know, that's what it all comes back to. But but as far as the city schools, the San Diego city schools are concerned and all, uh, who has the final say here? I mean, what, you know, the, the atheist, or I shouldn't say atheist, but the, the, the secularist who says, I don't want you to impose your morals on me, says, uh, we think this is appropriate. The Christian or those who believe in God say, um, we don't think this is appropriate at this age. We don't want this. And these are public schools. And, you know, who wins this battle, you know, when it when it all comes down? You see cases like this all the time. What what does that depend upon? Sure. The, I mean, the simple answer to that question is the parents should win the battle mm. um, because parents don't give up their constitutional rights because they send kids to public schools. And and a lot, but yet a lot of people seem to think that's the case. That's right. I mean, I've, I've read several cases where a parent has said, hey, um, I'm the parent, you're serving me. And the school says, sorry, when they, when they come onto our campus, we, we now are the authority figure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the U S Supreme court said in Pierce versus society of sisters, it's a case from 1925 the child is not the mere creature of the state. Those who nurture him and direct his destiny have the right, coupled with the high duty to recognize and prepare him for additional obligations. And even the California Healthy Youth Act, that was um, that is kind of the law driving this bad curriculum, acknowledges parents and acknowledges even abstinence as the only sure way to avoid STDs and pregnancies. And the abstinence should be taught in these curriculums, but in the in the uh, Advocates for Youth curriculum. Abstinence is really almost denigrated. It's mm-hmm. really almost a footnote, and, and it's not really promoted or taught in any kind of meaningful, healthy way at all. And so um, a lot of parents you know, who don't have the time and energy to go look at the curriculum are trusting the school district to not attack and undermine their rights, and yet that's exactly what's happening. And the interesting thing about the religious angles, a lot of people say, you know, in California today, do religious parents have rights or do mm-hmm. religious people have rights? Mm-hmm. And that's a real kind of cultural issue of contention. But if you look at the Pew Research Studies, 75% of any population in America, including here in San Diego County, are religious individuals. And those may be Christians, Muslims, Jews, you know, Buddhists, Hindu, whatever. But a lot of those um, church uh, churches and religious organizations, they have pretty conservative sexual ethics, yeah. even if they're not based on their Judeo-Christian yeah. worldview. Yeah. And so the question is, are we really respecting parents? Are we respecting religious groups? Are we respecting community values? If yeah. 75% of your people come from a religious organ- uh, background or, or or worldview. And yeah. so, and I, I want to pick up on this when we come back. Um, but it's interesting to me, is this government by the people for the people it doesn't seem like it. If you've got seventy-five percent of the people that are uh, saying this is what we want, and yet the the minority is uh, saying no, that's not what you get. Yeah, that's very confusing. Okay, my guests today are Ashley Beaver and da- Dean Broyles. And uh, if you're interested in checking out uh, Dean and what he does, or if you want to uh, employ him or or get his help, NCLPlaw.org. NCLPlaw.org. Stay with us. We're going to be right back. Before I bring my knee. I will bring my heart 
Hi, this is Kevin Conover. Will you please donate to Educate for Life so we can share the truth of God's word with kids in public schools? You can donate online at donatetoefl.org. The Bible used to be read in public schools on a regular basis prior to the 1960s. But today, most kids are completely clueless when it comes to the content and the historical and scientific accuracy of the Bible. Please help us by donating online at donatetoefl.org. Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teaching. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. Hi, I'm Marissa Conover, and I would love to help you buy or sell your home. I've worked as a realtor for more than 13 years, and as a San Diego native, my passion and experience will help make your move as peaceful as can be. Call me at 619-251-1577. That's 619-251-1577. Or visit conoverhomes.com. This is Throughout All Ages Ministry with Joe and Stacy. We would like to equip you to share the gospel with confidence in a biblical and effective way. We would like to teach you through the proclamation of the gospel. Whether you're the skeptic, God who created you said that he has made himself known to you so that you are without excuse. One-on-one evangelism. How do you think you can get to heaven? I've never really thought about it, but I've always thought of, you know, doing good. For more information, go to throughoutallages.com, like us on Facebook, or visit us at YouTube at Throughout All Ages. I'm giving it up. Thanks for tuning in to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. My website's educateforlife.org, and uh, you can pick up a recording of this show. I also have an entire online curriculum that's meant to help parents and uh, help others get equipped with a biblical foundation, understand all the different issues that that our culture is facing today. Um, What what does it mean to have age-appropriate curriculum for uh, sex education? Uh, where do you draw that line? How do you know it's age appropriate? Those are important questions. And um, I had not too long ago, actually, uh, Luke Gilroy on the show from Covenant Eyes, who, ha- who has actually written a book about this. And uh, how do you raise your children biblically uh, to understand God and sex and and relationships and how God has designed all that? And it's a hot topic today because of what's happening in our our city schools Um with the sex education that's extremely graphic and uh, completely inappropriate. And my guests today are Ashley Beaver and Dean Broyles. And um, Dean, we were talking about uh, how the culture, you know, there's kind of a cultural war going on here and how um, you got involved to to defend these parents who uh, many of them have religious faith. Many of them are Christian, but there's not just Christians. There's also uh, Muslims. There's also others who are maybe not religious, but still look at it and go, it's clearly inappropriate. Uh, And we were talking about how it seems to be a majority of people, and yet that majority is being dominated by what seems to be a powerful, uh, small minority group of people that seem to want to just erase all sexual morals. Uh, Can you speak more to that? Yeah, I mean, in a lot of my 
writing. I write a lot of op-eds about these types of issues. And there's, there's, an, there's the idea on the progressive left that we should leave these decisions not to parents, not to the church, but to ex, the elite experts, mm. right? Um, they're, they're typically very lib- hyper-liberal, and they come from Ivy League backgrounds, and, and they often have a very, um, very leftist agenda. Mm. And so that, that's kind of the, the, the story behind SDSD's excuse for adopting this curriculum. And they said, well, it was vetted by a, um, a, a group of experts that we had look at it. Yeah. But they have not identified who those experts are. Yeah. Well, I can tell you if anybody was a parent, I, I doubt there was very many parents with young kids on that curriculum committee because they would have looked at the, the links to pornography that are in this curriculum and the encouragement to, of, of young kids, including, you know, 11 and 12 year olds in sixth grade to, to turn to pornography for quote unquote accurate and medically accurate information about sex ed. Mm. I mean, most parents, even if they're not religious would object to this content and yet, you know, we're l- going to leave it to experts. And so there's this tension in public education. And my wife is a public school teacher that, um, that, that the educational elite and the experts, including some teachers, they, they believe that their worldview should replace your worldview, including in, in, because in they areas know of sexuality. Because they know better than you what, what should happen. Yeah, you're stupid, you're backward, you're like a caveman or cavewoman, mm-hmm. and uh, you know we're Neanderthals, basically. So this is interesting, Ashley. You were saying, um, you know, some people would argue, okay, the reason that we need this curriculum is because uh, we are trying to make young people aware of, for example, HIV, AIDS, and so forth, and like this. So um, how would you respond to somebody who said, well, these kids need to know about these issues, and what what is in the content that you're directly objecting to? Okay, well, in the, in the sixth grade content, the law doesn't even require that sex ed is taught to sixth graders. Mm-hmm. So first of all, we should respect their adolescent brain and where mm-hmm. they are in brain development. And make sure that the content is age-appropriate. You should be handling things like puberty, right, and helping them kind of manage yeah, that. Yeah. They're changing bodies. I mean, the, the curriculum doesn't even directly handle menstruation properly. Oh, interesting. Um, uh, reproductive sex isn't really handled in an appropriate way either in that – in the teacher's portion, um, the teacher is not giving them the critical piece to reproductive anatomy. It's when kids go off and work in groups and triads that they, they get the piece. Um, that's the critical piece. And so it's kind of leaving kids to sort of discover things and leaving. Figure it out on your own. Kind of figure it out on your own. And the fact that um, internet use is so strongly encouraged because we all know, I mean, kids. You know, they have phones, they have access to the internet. Mm. Um, we need the schools to kind of help us combat the over sexualization that our kids oh, are already yeah. dealing with and the sexual harassing culture that we see in middle oh, schools already. And all the other problems that and are And just even st- the, the content of normal conversations are so graphic. Yeah. Um, so the curriculum really needs to help our kids um, to, to encourage them to engage in sexual behaviors. Um, introducing concepts like bathing together to sixth graders, um, mutual masturbation to sixth, to sixth grade. graders. Correct. Whoa. Um, now, uh, and Dean mentioned something about there's actually links to pornographic that's sites. That's right. That's why I became really, really concerned that this was far beyond an issue of me 
and my daughter. But it was really an issue of all of our kids and their safety. Um, there are Advocates for Youth co-sponsors a YouTube playlist called Amaze.org. And I've been really careful not to put that name out there because I don't want to advertise for yeah, them. Yeah. Um, but they are pushing this playlist on Instagram, on Snapchat. Um, there are other websites that have Tumblr. Um, this took me directly to what would be considered cartoon pornography. Even their PSA on porn fact or fiction has depictions of behavior. And this is right in the curriculum, which they can access on their computers and because they're school-issued computers, you said you were saying, right? Correct. Um, And some of the content is filtered through the school's computer, but they say that, hey, this is a good, reliable source for you to go back to. Mm. And what's happening, even in our middle schools now, computers are getting pulled. They're checking them in like textbooks. Yeah. So the homework assignment still includes websites, um, and if your kid, which 90% of our kids don't have filters on their phones. Oh, yeah. Um, so what happened to me is when I went to the website that um, the district was suggesting was age appropriate for ages 10 to 14, it took me to cartoon porn, and then the playlist populated with adult, adult pornography. Whoa. And I thought, well, wait a minute. Why is the curriculum more concerned with kids getting unfettered content and not with cyber molesters or even basic privacy concerns? And um, the comments as well on some of these websites uh, were very graphic, very inappropriate, as well as had people very much – predation kind of Mm. terminology, people talking about or suggesting sex with children. So why would the school district send kids to a website? Now, this was approved by the the board. Yes, it was. Uh Uh-huh, it was. Has somebody talked to them and said, like, what in the world were you guys thinking? Yeah, yeah. We've been able to go to the board meetings and bring this to the attention of the board. And, um, How did that get through? That I'm that's personally, I'm like thinking to myself, okay, I want to know these names, and I want to know how in the world this got through. Correct. And, and there's I, a long list of websites that are considered age appropriate, yeah. and like like even a Facebook page. Like, how do you determine the content and the age appropriateness of a Facebook page? That's yeah. why the whole sexual rights idea that kids should just have access to all information, as long as. Um, it's information about sex. It's considered age appropriate. And I and we're coming up on a break here, but the ACLU has been involved with this too. Uh, I know that they're advocating for stuff like this. Uh, I, I have a, I go through their policy guide when I teach, but I want to talk to you about that, Dean, and what role they're playing. Also, um, my guests today are Dean Broyles and Ashley Beaver, and they're very very concerned about what is happening in the schools right now with sex education. You should be concerned, too. And that goes for whether you have kids in the schools or not. You should be concerned. Uh, Please go to change.org and then type in SDUSD. There's a petition that you can sign uh, to fight to get this either out of the schools or changed dramatically. We'll be right back. (laughs) 
Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teaching. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. This is Throughout All Ages Ministry with Joe and Stacy. We would like to equip you to share the gospel with confidence in a biblical and effective way. We would like to teach you through the proclamation of the gospel. Whether you're the skeptic, God who created you said that he has made himself known to you so that you are without excuse. One-on-one evangelism. How do you think you can get to heaven? I've never really thought about it, but I've always thought of, you know, doing good. For more information, go to throughoutallages.com, like us on Facebook, or visit us at YouTube at Throughout All Ages. When you need tires or service, count on Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service in Oceanside for a full range of affordable options in all the brands you trust. See their great customer reviews and special offers online. Hours Tuesday through Friday, 7.30 to 5.30, and Saturdays, 7.30 to 5. Call Dan and his team at 760-439-1631. Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service, 2405 Oceanside Boulevard in Oceanside, 760-439-1631. Do you have one-button espresso machines in your home or business? They make delicious coffee drinks, but they're not maintenance-free. Express Fix Coffee is San Diego's source for coffee and espresso machine repair, sales, and service. Call Dave Martin at Express Fix Coffee for new and used espresso machines, repairs, parts, and accessories. They'll save you time and money. Call Express Fix Coffee at 619-867-3853. Learn more at ExpressFixCoffee.com. There's got to be more than going back and forth. Welcome to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover, and uh, we are having a pretty intense conversation here today about sex education in the public schools, specifically San Diego City Schools, but I'm sure that in your own neighborhood, uh, this is very likely a problem also. And uh, my guest today, Dean Broyles and um, Attorney Dean Broyles and uh, concerned parent and teacher Ashley Beaver are on the show today to talk about this. And you need to get involved if you aren't already. Uh, Please go to change.org, S-D-U-S-D, to sign a petition, online petition. Uh, How many signatures do you have now uh, so far? We have 1,500, um, both paper and online. Okay, that's awesome. Uh, you know, in this curriculum, uh, you can't see it here in studio, but they're showing me some of the stuff that uh, is in this curriculum, and it's unbelievable. I mean, it's cartoons having sex uh, in the curriculum. And Ashley shared with me um, that a ama- the group, what, what's the name of the group again? That's advocating Advo- this? Advocates for Youth co-sponsors a YouTube playlist called amaze.org. So amaze.org, um, the response when they were talked about why this is, when, when they were told, hey, this is not appropriate, this was a response from somebody at amaze.org. You need to be 18, and I quote, you need to be 18 or over to view porn. But as you probably know, there's no one checking IDs or ensuring people who visit porn sites are at least 18 years old. It's normal to be curious about sex and sexual behaviors, but it's important to keep in mind that porn is a fantasy and does not represent real relationships between people. If you've got questions about sex, talk to a parent, guardian, or other trusted adult. You can also find websites that have good information you can trust, like sex, et cetera.org. Now, the, the, what really bothers me about this statement is uh, it says it does not represent real relationships between people. 
But what, what we, we all know is that what you think in your mind ultimately affects how you live. That's right. And uh, I was just interviewing Julie Doan, who is an expert on addictive behavior, specifically pornography and gaming addiction. And she was talking about how it's reaping havoc among the young men in American culture who are becoming addicted to this uh, because of the powerful effects, the dopamine effects in the mind from uh, sex. And what, what we're doing is just creating total havoc. I, it's, it's unbelievable to me. Um, is this happening in other California communities too? Um, Dean, can you speak to that? Yeah, so um, the California Healthy Youth Act was passed in 2015, and school districts across the state have started rolling out these new curriculums in the last year or so. And um, school parent concerned parent groups in school districts everywhere are starting to rise up against this. Um, in Palo Alto, they had a meeting about it last night. Um, in Cupertino, they were able to get the district program new curriculum pulled. Wow. Um, and, now, how and, were they able to do that? Um, it, they, they got about 4,000 signatures and showed up at a school board meeting and, and pressured the district to do the right thing, and, and they, they listened to the parents. So That's great. So this is a really a statewide uprising, and the only reason it's not more widespread is because they're, they haven't rolled it out everywhere yet. Almost mm-hmm. everywhere where it's being rolled out and parents are paying attention, parents are starting to fight this, and it's not just conservative Christian uh, parents. It's it's a whole wide range of, of, of coalitions of people coming together and saying, you know, pornography is not sex education, and this is too much, too soon, and this crosses the line. Oh, yeah. And like you said, Ashley, I mean, in sixth grade, they're talking about uh, kids bathing together. Uh, right. And, they equate that with masturbation. Hand- mm-hmm. Yeah, they equate that with handholding because they're, they're showing um, things that have no risk for sexually transmitted infections. And um, actually, I, I spoke to a doctor not too long ago uh, who talked about mutual masturbation being an issue for sexual risk. So some of the content doesn't seem to even be oh, medically appropriate. That's correct. Well, the uh, CDC actually said that human papillomavirus is a is an epidemic on college campuses. Correct. Uh, that that and you don't have to have intercourse to get that. No, you don't. And I can speak to that personally, being mm-hmm. a sexually active teenager. I was really responsible. I was made sure I was on the pill. And my boyfriend at the time used a condom, and it wasn't until a lot later that I realized I had human papillomavirus yeah, yeah. and yeah. had and to have, deal yeah. with that. I have a good friend that uh, actually got cervical cancer because of that, mm-hmm. and, uh, not till almost 10 years after. Correct. And uh, pretty crazy. And so this, this is just unreal. Uh, so what? What um, besides signing the petition, is there anything else that – uh, our concerned listeners can do in order to make a difference here or to, to influence uh, what's happening? Yeah, I think it's really important that um, parents have a really natural conversation with their own children about mm-hmm. this stuff. Yeah. Right? It's really important that as parents, you're not abdicating your rights and you're not relinquishing them and allowing the school district necessarily to decide what is healthy in mm-hmm. regards to sexuality. That you as a parent learn what you can and present information in a in a natural organic way. You know your kids. Yeah. You have the relationship with them. And even in engaging the schools and teachers that you remember like many teachers don't feel like this curriculum is age appropriate either. Yeah, it's not as if uh, all the teachers and all the administrators are no. opposed to the parents' view or anything. No, they they're in a really challenging place where they're they're being told from the district, "Hey, this has been approved and this is the law." Yeah. 
Um, and a lot of people, once they hear this is the law, they're kind of like, well, I guess that's how, what I have to put up with. Correct. And so they're, uh, what we're finding out is a lot of teachers, because they understand age appropriateness a lot better than experts, mm. um, very much align with parents. And they have um, done their best to kind of present a lot of the content in an age-appropriate way, the best that they can. Yeah. Um, but parents should definitely engage their, their teachers, their schools, and the district and um, just learn as much as they can yeah. and and try to be a change maker and effectuate positive change. Definitely. Yeah. One good thing I want to mention is that because of the um, advocacy we've been doing and the petitions and our, our media strategy and, and our media interviews, the district just in the last few weeks has really opened their doors and they've actually put it on the agenda, formal agenda, uh, for later this summer. And they're actually asking us to begging us actually to meet with them even before that meeting. And they've already started pulling some of the bad parts of the curriculum um, in response to our complaints. But our view is this Advocates for Youth curriculum is so polluted, it's so bad that the whole curriculum needs to be pulled and we need to start over. And so the more signature petitions uh, that we, uh, petitions we get signed, the more power we'll have and leverage we'll have when we talk to the school district to to make positive change. But one of the things I want to mention about the law, because there's a lot of misunderstandings about the law, the California Healthy Youth Act is not great for us, but it's not as bad as it as people think it is. On a scale of 1 to 10 in the whole area of sexuality, California Healthy Youth Act is probably about a 4 to 5. But this curriculum and the curriculums being developed from it are probably a 10 or 11 on a scale of 1 to 10 and, and being really bad and pushing the envelope. Yeah. And so don't allow your school district, whether it's San Diego or any other school district, to hide behind the California Youth Healthy Youth Act because it allows parental involvement. It allows abstinence to be taught. There's a, there's a lot of positive parts of the California Healthy Youth Act that these curriculums are actually not complying with. Mm, so the curriculums are actually out of compliance with much of the act itself. That's amazing. Yeah. So um, I, I've found too, yeah, a lot of a lot of times it's just getting educated about the issues and what's, you know, uh, allowed and what's not allowed. And a lot of times you look back and you're like, like you're saying, um, what's what's interesting too is that uh, SB 18 is an issue too. I don't know if you've heard about that, but um, I'll talk a little bit about it. I had um, Senator Joel uh, Anderson on the show a little while ago mm-hmm. and he's fighting SB 18, which is not a good thing. But um, we're coming up on a break here. We have one more segment left. Stay with us. I wanted to ask you also, Dean, um, and for the next segment, what about the teachers that feel like they're being pressured to conform or to do things that they don't feel are right? Or what are the rights of teachers in these positions, too? Mm-hmm. Uh, so when we come back, uh, we'll, have, we'll finish off the conversation, and um, hopefully this will arm you with some uh, ability to make a difference here in our public schools. For 36 years, Fastlane Kayaking has helped people like you experience everything that's great about San Diego. Fastlane makes fishing and water sports fun and easy. Hobie Cat kayaks feature a popular pedal system, not paddles, keeping your hands free as you fish. You no longer need to tow and gas up a boat to experience great San Diego fishing. Call or come in for your no-charge demo ride, 619-222-0766, fastlanesailing.com. At Dana Landing Marine, Arena across from SeaWorld, 619-222-0766. 
Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teaching. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. Hi, I'm Marissa Conover, and I would love to help you buy or sell your home. I've worked as a realtor for more than 13 years, and as a San Diego native, my passion and experience will help make your move as peaceful as can be. Call me at 619-251-1577. That's 619-251-1577. Or visit conoverhomes.com I will cast my cares on you You're the Welcome to Educate for Life. I'm your host Kevin Conover. We're on our last segment here um, and I, I, this is just uh, incredibly alarming to me uh, this stuff that we're talking about here on the uh, on the radio today. My, my kids are 10, 7 and um, 5 and uh, just to have the knowledge that they're going to be growing up in an environment with peers who are embracing the ideas that are being taught in a lot of the public schools is very scary because, um, you know, uh, Dean off the air, my guest today is Dean Broyles, attorney Dean Broyles, who is from the NCLP, uh, uh, nclplaw.org. If you ever want to use his services, he defends Christians and religious freedom and uh, these sorts of issues. For free. For free. Pro bono. Uh, th- that's uh, uh, fantastic and incredible. So you're going to get a lot of rewards in heaven there. But uh, ADF also, he's a part of ADF, the Alliance Defending Freedom, um, which also uh, you're a affiliate attorney. Is that right? Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm a member of their Honor Guard, and I'm, I've been had additional training from ADF. Yeah, and they're incredible, uh, just amazing to me. Um, and then Ashley Beaver, also a teacher and, and concerned parent and uh, doing a lot of hard work on this sort of stuff, making people aware. Um, you know, Dean just told me that in the original curriculum, the sex ed curriculum that, that's been put forth in California schools, they actually said religious uh, sources are unreliable. And they also have, um, uh, you said it was SB 48? Yeah, SB 48. SB 48. Uh, for those of you listening, was passed in 2011, basically mandates teaching uh, by uh, public schools, kindergarten through 12th grade, uh, mandates teaching about things like transgenderism, homosexuality, and and normalizing it, not talking about the negative impact. Um, a lot of people don't know this, but 60% of all new HIV AIDS cases are among men who sleep with men. Uh, 64% of all syphilis cases are among men who sleep with men. And when the Bible talks about sexuality, it talks uh, accurately, factually. Uh, God is concerned about people. And so when we're dealing with these issues of sex outside of marriage, prostitution, uh, homosexuality, God's rules are there because he loves people and he wants to see them blessed. And what's happening is this information is getting into the public schools and it's very dangerous. Um, Can you speak a little bit more to what they're trying to do with uh, SB 48? Sure. Yeah, so SB 48 um, requires that certain sexual issues um, be now included in history and social science. And um, the law itself is 
pretty bad, but the curriculum that's the framework and the curriculum that's been developed out of it is horrific. The stuff we've seen so far, and it really doesn't just push transgenderism and homosexuality, but really an, a, a, an ethics-free view of sexuality in general. Anything goes. And so a lot of the problems we're talking about here in the sex ed program now are going to be implemented in history and social science, but parents will legally not be able to opt their children out of that program because you only have a sex ed opt-out option in California. So you have to take social science. So basically what's happening is they're, they're going to be forced to be indoctrinated essentially by the Correct. this this curriculum. Yeah, it'll, it's it's indoctrination in, in very leftist sexual liberty propaganda is the way I put it. Uh, it's pure immorality. I mean, there's there's no morals to it at all. It's That's whatever. right. Yeah, crazy. And then, Ashley, you were talking about how um, – it, they're also in the curriculum. They're they're it, it, putting the California minor consent laws. Can you talk about that? Yeah, in the eighth grade curriculum, when they're going through contraception, they're making our eighth graders aware of the parent notification laws, and they're telling them that at any time they can self-refer to a counselor or to a nurse for anything in regards to sexual health. So your eighth grader can self-refer themselves to Planned Parenthood. The school will release them. They will, um, it's school policy, not to inform parents. They tell the students that their parents will not be informed because of the state laws. So your kids can leave campus, uh, be released, you know, potentially to anyone. Without without, uh, any parent notification. Correct. They can go and get uh, birth control of their choice uh, without medical history. What's Um, crazy about this, too, is, is that I'm thinking from a human trafficking perspective, um, when District Attorney Summer Stephen was on, she said that primarily human trafficking is in the public schools. Correct. And that you have a guy, uh, a, a pimp, that can come from outside of the school. He may, he befriends an athlete who has a girlfriend in the school or whatever, and then he can basically take her to get abortions right at, and during school time with no notification of the parents. That's true. Uh-huh. That's, That's true. Incredible. That's the state really trying to take the place of the parent. And those laws were put in place originally to protect those who were being abused in their homes, not as a sexual rights banner. Mm. There's no reason um, in the law that the school district would give this type of information to kids unless they're really hoping that they go out and use birth control and get abortion. And I just want to jump in from a legal perspective. That whole policy that's been adopted in San Diego and many other school districts, it's based on a lie. Um, we fought this in Vista, and they voted under threat of ACLU lawsuit five to zero to adopt a pro-family, pro-parent policy where parents were notified and could consent if if this were going to occur. But Planned Parenthood and the ACLU they lie to districts and say, well, to follow the law, you have to have these anti-parent and and, and anti-life policies, and it's just not true. And so if any, if any school district wants to adopt a, a, a better policy, we can help you do that. That's, that's fantastic. And free of charge. That's right. Okay. So there you have it again. Uh, I, this is a lawyer telling you he'll work for you for free. So I really encourage you to take him up on this. Uh, he's going to be busy. NCLPlaw.org. We're almost out of time here. Um, and so the petition that's going, what are you guys going to do with the petition? What's the goal with the petition? Well, um, our our issue has been placed on the agenda in late July, so we're hoping to bring our petition and 
go to the board members and encourage them that, look, our parent community wants the suspended, and they want you to find something that is age-appropriate and medically appropriate and something that's going to actually contribute to our kids' sexual so health. So July, do you have a goal for how many signatures by July you're hoping for? Just as many as we can get. Okay. Yeah. And then um, you're actually in, are you already in court? Are you, or are you, uh, what, what's happening with, are you litigating for parents on behalf of this? Or just right now you're asking like uh, advice and guidance or? Yeah, so th- like I said earlier, this is kind of a public policy thing where we're trying to to get decision makers to make the right choice. Um, it, it, our option sometimes in courts in California is pretty not very good for us because we have a lot of left-leaning uh, judges who will rubber stamp what school districts do. And so we have to be very careful mm. how we bring these cases forward. But I think um, we can be very successful here um, just bringing pressure and leverage and getting parents informed. And because not 80 to 90% of the parents who learn about what's in the curriculum, they'll what, even if they don't have a religious background, they immediately sign the petition. Oh, so this, have, this is have, a no-brainer. Yeah, we could have people stand outside of, uh, you know, wherever, Walmart or wherever, and uh, just say, hey, what do you think about this curriculum here, <laughs> right? So uh, if you want to volunteer to... Um, to uh, stand outside of Walmart because you're that concerned and uh, show people what's in this curriculum, that's a great way to get some signatures. So uh, call up the studio here or uh, visit me on my website, educateforlife.org. I'll put you in touch with Ashley and Dean. And uh, you can also go to change.org, S-D-U-S-D. We're almost out of time here, but Dean and Ashley, I just want to thank you so much for all your effort and and being here and what you're doing. It's fantastic. Thank Thank you, you. Kevin. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Kevin. Uh, also, um, just to be aware, for those of you who are listening, um, I am uh, doing a homeschool conference uh, in August, August 4th and 5th. Pam Tebow, Tim Tebow's mom, is going to be at the conference. And uh, if you want to learn uh, more about that, and uh, or if that's something that you do, uh, another uh, option for you, love to have you visit us there. You can register at registereducateforlife.org. God bless you. I hope you have a fantastic Saturday. Did you miss part of today's program? Don't worry, we're committed to helping you get the info you need. Okay, that was dumb. But for real, visit educateforlife.com for podcasts and video recordings of the show and to sign up for the School of Unshakable Faith. Leave us your comments, compliments, questions, or concerns at 800-243-9719 or email kevcon at educateforlife.com. That's K-E-V-C-O-N at educateforlife.com. You will always be much more to me And every day I wrestle with the voices that keep telling me I'm not right But that's alright Cause I